Howdy folks, this is 10K Radius brought to you by MGM Productions every Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning before a forenoon a.m. Any other any other o'clocks you can think of, lads? Any, uh, what was the question, Gary? Eight o'clockers. Yeah. Eight o'clockers. Before, before post-meridian, anti-meridian. No, AM, 10 o'clock. There was a song, Gary. 10 hundred. Gary, there was a song. It's nearly 8 o'clock. Where's my other sock? Haven't got another sock, can't go to work. Remember? <laughs> it was on the hit parade in the 50s. Yeah, one of a bit too beyond my <laughs> capabilities of remembering, Max. You have to ca- catch the... Uh, anyway, MGM Productions yeah. is Macy, Gabrielle and Mendel. We're here again this Friday. We might not be here ne- next Friday. We're going to have a... A little break. We might have a break for a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm not sure about that. We were planning to come in. Yeah, well, we're planning to come in. We've unplanned it. Yes, while you were out, Gary and I made a a majority decision that maybe over the next couple of weeks uh, we take off and have a little bit of a rest. A siesta? Yes. Okay, Gary, I'm two to one out, voted. I was planning to come in with Well, you can still Mace come Shane. in and do the program <laughs> on your own, and I'm sure that you'll be very <laughs> capable. You'll be very welcome by yourself. Right, if I do uh, half in Yiddish and half in English. What about that? That might work. Right, okay. And, uh, well... Do you know how to work the panel? Fifty uh, percent, I know. Of it. The other fifty percent will be. <laughs> and silent. the other fifty percent, he's got no idea. <laughs> I'll have a right. go. Yeah, all right, we'll have next week off. Anyway, today, boys, let's uh, not forget is a, a, a fast day, a minor today fast. Today is a fast Thomas, day. Thomas, Sarah Batavit, yeah. Sarah Batavis, and uh, it's a sad day in militia. And I, I, I read somewhere that the fast is ending at nine. Nine oh something. Well, some say nine fourteen, and yeah. some say nine seventeen. Correct. I've got nine thirty p.m. No, nine thirty is when Shabbos. Oh, nine fourteen. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Saturday said. night. The fast began this morning at four oh eight precisely a.m. Correct. And it ends before Shabbos. Well, Shabbos nine fourteen p.m. An hour into Shabbos. Correct. Which is a really technical issue for people, isn't it? Well, you've got to wait uh, to eat. You can filter fish for, I don't know, about 50, 50 minutes. Okay. Sounds devastating. It is. It's the day. I'll just tell the listeners in a, a, in a nutshell again, Gary. What are we fasting? What, what for? Is it to be, get rid of all the ponchkas and the latkes, that, all those calories we've yeah. put on? No, it's not. It's a bit all of a diet day. It's the day on which the evil bandit Nebuchadnezzar laid siege upon Yerushalayim. And this uh, eventually led to the destruction of the first holy temple, the base of Migdash, and, this is the most important thing, the Babylonian exile. And the uh, it's considered uh, uh, an extra solemn day because it is the first in a series of events which led to the present Galut, the exile Moshe. And also I read somewhere that uh, he laid siege to Yerushalayim for two and a half years. He let no uh, food and water through. Is that right? Yes. A glisabundit. Uh, yep. But... <laughs> 
But there's light at the end of the tunnel, Gary, because uh, the Shabbos comes in straight afterwards. And... Uh, you get to eat. We do, certainly do. The whole... Gefilte fish, challah, the whole, the whole spiel. Chicken, brisket. Anyway, we'll have time to go further into the yeah. fast motion yeah, later. We'll, we'll play the disclaimer first so we can say whatever we like then. Okay. With impunity. Yes. Uh, I think not, but we'll play it anyway. Oops, wrong button. J-Air is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J-Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. And of course, if you'd like to call in and talk to us, you can give us a buzz on 90692086 or SMS your message with your name on it, 0404556988. We'll be happy to hear from you. Today's program is long and involved, two hours. No, not laborious though. Uh, we'll have the lives of others it's at this moment. It's every Jew in the world. Yeah, Twice I've got. Sorry, going to interrupt you. I've got a beauty on the lives of others. Okay. And he passed away this week. Valet Faranko Kotsov. Franco with, with his Yiddish connection, stay tuned. Oh, Franco Kotsa. <laughs> yeah, but really? I just this week. Eighty-seven, I think he was. Right. It's a good little story. From Footers of Grey. Footers of Grey. North of Melbourne and Footscray. He also had a shop in Brunswick. Right. Let's yeah. talk about that later in the okay. lives of others. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. Twatum from around the Jewish world with Morris. I'm looking forward to that. I missed Morris's Twatum last week. I had to put together a little one. It took me f- just a five minute. I did a brief one for you, Moshe. Very good. We'll have some Yiddish of the week. A couple of jokes if we can find any. Music. Parsha of the week. Vaigash. Shout outs. Return of the dreaded blower <laughs> back. Council Corner on this Yeah, day. we did a beauty last week. Council Corner. Oh, yes. And on this day in, in history and on this day in Judaism. Yes. And if we've got time, I'm going to tell you about a place called Petigliano. It sounds, sounds Italian, Italian, doesn't it, Gary? It is Italian. Is it, from, is it near Sicily? No. Okay. Nowhere near Sicily. Okay. Tell us about it later. Yes. Well, today is Friday the 22nd of December. 2023, day 356 of 365. Yes, only nine days to go. Only nine days to go. It's now at the point where you can actually count them off on your fingers. Counting day. I have to take off the glove first. To the boxing day. As long as you've got at least nine fingers. Morris, used counting down to the Messias. Boxing day stampede. Uh, I think I'll line up now. Boxing day (laughs) is the cricket. Two dollars a fridge. A <laughs> um, cricket. It'll yes, I I like to go to the cricket on about day three, but I don't know whether it will go that long. Nah. Pakistan. Love, they're they're much, in dread. They're not Super, much. Nah. Anyway, that's another story. There's a lot of stories yes. around cricket and Tom Curran. Yeah. With his assault in brackets on an umpire. Right. Okay. Um, 
And it's the 10th of Tavis, as we've mentioned, yes. 5,784. Yep. Torah reading is Vayi Gash. Yep. Uh, read from Genesis 44.18. Right. And the Haftarah, Haftarah, Haftorah, whichever way you like to pronounce it, is Ezekiel 37.15. Yes, his Hebrew name was Yechezkel. Yechezkel. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and that's going to be a, uh, a part of my um, broadcast later on. Gary, for the listeners that don't understand it, Hebrew, Vayigash means uh, he drew near, correct, Moshe? Yeah. Yehuda drew near or he, he, ca- he went up to him. And he, he approached. approached. He approached. And, and the Haftorah means the reading from the prophets. We have a lot of people that don't uh, understand Ivrit, so we translate it for them. Anyway, I will be talking about that. And uh, what's uh, really important, Gary, is can I push a stroller this Shabbos? Is the Eruv kosher? The Eruv is kosher. Whoopee! According to the COSV. Right. And they should know. Candle lighting this evening is at 8.24 and Shabbos ends tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Yes, and you can uh, bring in Shabbos as early as 7.10. Check that out. Oh, very good. All right, if you're really into it. The early birds. Right, and don't forget, Catching the a fast few finishes tonight, depending on which... Uh, Rob, you listen to, it's either 9.14pm or 9.17pm, or anything in between. Are you not allowed to have any food or drink? No food, no, no drink, no nothing. You can suck on your fingers. Unless, you're, for medical reasons, pregnant ladies don't fast, and if you're on medication, you don't fast. Yeah, that's me. Pakua nefesh, yeah? Yes. Which reminds me, I forgot to take my pills this morning. Oh, that's why you look so good. <laughs> Um, yes, that's uh, what this program is going to be all about for the next uh, one hour. How much longer have we got? About an hour Just and three quarters. Just about hour an hour and three quarters. We've, we've been on for 15 minutes. We've talked an absolute t- rubbish. Well, I'll tell you, the, in the big bash last night, for those interested, the Brisbane Heat defeated the Melbourne Renegades by... Uh, by uh, 11 oh. runs and many wickets, Gary. Six wickets, I believe, yeah. The Melbourne cricket teams don't do much good. The stars aren't bad no, with uh, Glenn get, Maxwell. Get, yeah, but he's the only one. In the Renegades, <laughs> you've got that good spin bowler, Adam Tampa. Right. He can, he can Zampa. bowl. Zampa. Zampa, Zampa. <laughs> what Z- am I thinking? Zampa. Tampa. You were thinking about tampons. Or <laughs> um, the ship, the Tampa. Yeah, there is yes. a ship, Gary. Um so there you go. There you go. Got any um, national themes, Moshe? Have you got any? Uh, I don't have any. Don't you? Uh, but you I'm don't sure observe that you them. and Gary will come up with a few. There's only beauties. two listed. Would you believe? Oh, I said only two. Mm. I got a few actually. Oh, oh okay. About seven or eight. Two, so, uh, seven. Wow, I've only got national date nut bread day. You got that one? Oh, I like nuts. Um, we and can I like care. dates. Dates My, are very fattening. Lots of sugar. My, uh, I hope Pippa's listening in. She said she was. Uh, she's uh, she's a nut lover. <laughs> um, oh yeah, give her a bag of nuts and she's all yours. Nut, nuts, walnuts, almonds, yeah. oh, ca- nuts cashews, cashews, unsalted. 
is the unsalted. best. Unsalted. Now you give her a bag of unsalted I'll cashews, give, she's all yours. I'll give you a good one. Pistachios, unsalted. Yes. Very good like for the digestive system, oh, yes. Moshe. Yeah, very good. Makes a good ice cream. Yeah, they reckon walnuts and walnuts almonds are the, are the ones that yeah. are the most healthiest. A handful of nuts each day. Yeah, they reckon, a, you know, about half a dozen nuts a day is good for you. Once Brilliant. you go over half a dozen, you're afkaporous, as we say in Yiddish. <laughs> You've had it. Yeah. Brazil nuts are very good for you. Brazil nuts, yes. selenium Yes. Pippa's sister, Carol, likes Brazil nuts. There's an awful lot of coffee in Brazil and nuts. Mm. Uh, Anyway, so days of the year celebrated in the U.S., Mathematics Day. Mathematics, very important. Mm. They reckon that the whole world was created through mathematics and exists as a result of... Mathematics. They say mathematics is the only pure science. Is that right? Yep. Did Rambam? Uh, Very much uh, into, he was it. into it. Yes. 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 In he fact, was a mathematician. Of course. When they asked him what's one on one, he said, "Ich weiß." Uh, no, it depends if you're buying or selling. That's what it. Is one in one? Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Mathematics Day. Did you hear about the constipated mathematician? No. He worked it out with a pencil. Right. Oh, good. Ooh. Okay. I did And that. he never used that pencil ever again. No. Moshe, I did calculus and a, a pure, pure and applied maths. Really? On stage, yeah. Really? You had to do those hard. It was wow. tough going. Cos and, and sine. sine sin, and cos. Sin, tan. cos and tan. That's trigonometry. Yeah, you right. remember a bit. Well, you know. That's the sort of stuff I did in kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) It's also Forefathers Day. Yes, Forefathers. We have uh, we've got four mothers. Four. um, We've only got three forefathers. How do we end up with only three forefathers? Someone lost on the way. National Cookie Exchange Day. Cookie Exchange. Mm, okay. Don't know what that one means. Well, you exchange you cookies. You can make exchange cookies. So you bring you bring chocolate chips. You bring ones bring with chocolate Anzac. chips, and the other one brings with uh, dates and figs and all that sort of stuff. Sort of allied Nuts. with um, National Date Nut Bread Day. Date right. Nut Bread. Right. We've already been through that. National Short Person Day. Yes, ah. that's me. That's me. Shorty. I'm only uh, 171 centimetres in the old uh, Imperial. I think it's about 5 foot 7.126780. That's a guess, isn't uh, it? Uh, feet and inches. Last week we spoke about a real short guy, Henry Winkler. Remember, Gary Henry was only Winkler. about 5'6". Yeah. 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 A lot of people would know. And uh, also... Uh, Who's the rocky guy, uh, Stallone? Still, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah. He's only about five one, five mm. two. He wears platform shoes. Danny DeVito. Danny yeah. DeVito. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, uh, you know, all of the uh, very strong leaders were all short. Charlie Napoleon. W- Someone's turned on the light. Okay. Uh, you know, electricity is expensive, boys. Um, anyway... Um, Napoleon was short. Yes. Um, 
who else? Whoever. But um, yes, short leaders. Short people. They said, they said um, good old um, Johnny Gorton uh, was short, but he mm. wasn't. No, he was, he was so about 5'10", 5'11". He yeah. was just under six foot. One of the best songs about short people was, was r- written and recorded by Randy Newman. Randy Remember Newman. Remember there weren't no short people around here. I always said to my parents, why didn't you name me Randy. <laughs> I would have liked to have turned up to Mount Scopus Randy College Bond. and said, my name is Randy. <laughs> Tomorrow, Morris, yeah. for your, your interest, is National Roots Day. Oh, I'm right into root. Okay. Yep. Oh, beetroot. Oh, beetroot, very good, I'll but not for diabetics. Another one, National Flashlight Day. Flashlight? In America, they is call it Is that about flashes? No, that's a torch. They oh. call torches flashlights. Oh, flashlights, yeah. I don't okay. know why they call it flashlight. Probably a historical reason. Mm. And lucky last is Festival of Winter Walks. Winter what? Warts. W- walks. Walks. W- winter A-L. walks. Yeah, winter walks. Okay. That reminds me, I've got to take my dog Bailey for a walk later on. Yes, that's when, that's when she does her business on other people's lawns yeah, and nature strips. Clean it up. And then I've got to take a plastic bag and go scoop it up. Scoop a poop. Oh, I really look forward to that. It's wonderful. The, Gary, they, a lot of the communities celebrate also winter sol- solstice from today onwards. Oh, yes. People reminded me mm. last night that today, well, yesterday and today are the short... Uh, Shortest day of the year? Shortest day. Is it the shortest or longest now? It's I've the now longest got myself. Southern Hemisphere. It's yeah. the longest day, correest because shortest day goes out at 9.30. That's the reasoning. Right? But in the European, the it's the shortest. Yeah, you'll yeah. love that, uh, Gary. Um, more daylight saving time. Yeah, he loves Your favourite. Yeah, my favourite. Uh, Today is the uh, longest daylight saving time day. So the days get shorter. They start from to get shorter from here on yes. in until June, of the 21st, 22nd. Until Daylight Saving, mm. which is on the 1st of October. Right. That's the end of Daylight Saving. Uh, speaking of weather forecasts, forecasts no, for the end today. of Daylight Saving is in March, isn't it? End of March. It oh, started in October. Start is in October. April the 7th. Anyway. What were you going to say, Gary? Sorry. Uh, After I interrupted you, you for the you fifth time already. Yep. Um, the forecast in Melbourne is for 24 and mostly sunny. Yes, very nice today and tomorrow, and then it turns to shit. And at the moment it's 19.6. The forecast for tomorrow, uh, the 23rd, is a minimum of 13 and a maximum of 25 and sunny. Right. Sunday showers increasing in a maximum of 22. And uh, on uh, Monday, which is the 25th of December, Kratzmach. Kratzmach, yes. Um, I don't think it's going to be that good. I think 22. it's 90-odd percent of mm. rain. Could be, I've yeah. got 23 here in showers. Mm. Yeah. Possible rainfall in Melbourne, 2 to 25 mils. Ooh. Yep. Later in the program, Gary and uh, Morris, I'd like to talk a little bit about Kratzmach and the Jewish connection again. Huge 
that we talk about every year. If it wasn't for a Jew, we'd have no Christmas carols. There'd be no Christmas day. Exactly. The the Geburtstag of Yoshka, or Jesus, they say in Polish. Anyway, more about that later as well. He was born in the West Bank. In Bethlehem. Today it's the West Bank. I've been there. I've been there many times. Yes, I've been there as well. I've been to the market there. If you're an Israeli citizen, you can't get in there <laughs> at the moment. Right. Well, you wouldn't want to go there now anyway in the West Bank. Hold on, Gary's holding up five fingers. Uh, I was going to count something. Right. We're always looking for people with an interest in radio, either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. Head to our website at j-air.com.au. Follow the Get Involved link and click on Become a Volunteer Now. Pleasant. Very pleasant. And We're a pleasant uh, program here. We are. 
Lucky run by know. run by pleasant people. That was Yaakov Shapiro, right? With a little song called Mamale. Yep. Mamale in Yiddish means mother or mummy. Yep. Mitte, Tairem Mitte, my dear mother. Now, what are we going to do now? You're up to history ah. still. Part two, Gary, your, your oh. history on this day, historical events. Historical events. Must make mention of the mass shooting in Prague. Heard that yes. on the news, yeah. 15 people dead. Yes. Yeah. That the first shooter. report had 27, but that's wrong. It's been reduced. Yes. And they said no Israelis. They know of it's it. It's a there. private matter, apparently. Mm. Nishkit, Nishkit. Right. Yeah. At the unit, at the um, Charles University. Mm. I've got a few private Jan matters. Jan Pallux, which is quite... The shooting site was near Charles Bridge, Calabon Most. You've um, been there? I've been there several times. And it's right near the Jewish old Jewish cemetery. Mm. Well, there you go. If you're going to get shot, make sure that it's near a cemetery. Then you can walk there. <laughs> well, you can walk to most of the tourist venues in Prague. Right. The Jan Paluch Square where the shooting took oh, place. Oh, the Jan Paluch Square. Paluch, that's a, there's a few Paluch, Jewish Paluchs. Mm. In Melbourne. Ru- Ruth Paluch, yeah. she's a dentist. Give them a shout out. Yeah, hello Ruth. Avi Paluch. She's done Avi. a few of my teeth and have a look at them. And the, the, as Gary they, mentioned, the famous... She should have taken them out instead of trying to fix them. <laughs> the famous accountant, Avi Paluch. Avi, Avi Paluch, yes. Katanga From boy. Guess Accounting. Guess, yeah. The, they may be listening, give them a shout of out. Of course yeah. they're listening. Every Jewish person's listening. Even even uh, Pal- even Palestinians are li- <laughs> listening to us from the Gaza Strip in a in a deep tunnel. Do we broadcast into the tunnels? If they've got internet, yeah, right. Yeah, why not? There you go. Hello, Hamas. Hello, IDF. Hello, everyone. Yes. Anyway, on this day, the twenty second of uh, whatever it is, December. Is it the 22nd? I yep, think it is the 22nd, yes. Yes, my watch says 22. Right, so it must be right. And it also says TikTok. Right. And it's 10.30. Oh, yes, good old TikTok. Historical events on this day in 1790, the supposedly impenetrable Turkish fortress of Ismail is stormed and captured by Suvorov and his Russian armies during the Russian... Turkish War in 1787 to 1792. Right. Seems to be a war every five minutes in this world. <laughs> Only yeah. five minutes? We're getting better. Used to be every 30 seconds. Yeah. In 1885, Samurai Ito Hirobumi becomes the first Prime Minister of Japan. Right, he took out his samurai sword and he knocked off all the opposition. The Romanian Revolution took place in 1989. After 23 years of dictatorial rule, Romania ousts communist dictator Nicolae Ceausescu. Oh, he was a shocker. A bandit and a half, that one. Bandit? Yes. Shame, 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 as you mentioned Uh, to these people. And his missus. And his missus. She could have been worse. She She most probably was. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And in 1990, Labor activist Lesh Valenza 
is sworn in as Poland's first popularly elected president. Yes, yes. he Sol- was solidarity. Uh, he, he he was big in the trade union movement before that. Yes, he was. He stood up for Yidden too. He had a good moustache. Oh yes, a beauty. Yeah, he had a beauty. Is he still yeah. alive? Not sure. Lech. I think so. Lech. Lech. Lech, L-E-C-H. Lech. You've got to pronounce Lech. Lech, 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 Lech. Yes. Uh, okay. Can yeah. I add one, Gary? Yeah, for Boris, on. this yeah, one. Absolutely. On this day, in 1984, 22nd of December, Like a Virgin, the single went number one for six weeks, recorded by... Madonna. Well, Madonna, famous pop star, and Kabbalists. Yes. Kabbalist. She yeah. said that she was like a virgin. Like. She wasn't quite virginal. Definitely not. She's got children, hasn't she? Oh, I'm pretty sure she has. Oh, Madonna can have children without sexual intercourse, can Immaculate, what, what are they called? Immaculate conception? Something like that. That's why she's called Madonna. Yes, that's why we've got Madonna Jesus. Madonna and child. Jesus Troy, Troy, Let's not go there anymore. Yep. In 2010, the repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, a 17-year-old policy banning homosexuals serving openly in the US military, is signed into law by President Barack Obama. Barack, yeah. Barack. So they repealed the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy. Right. In 1932, The Mummy, directed by Karl Freund, starring Boris, Boris Karloff, is released in the US, the first mummy horror film. Yes. The later later mummy movie was very good. I did enjoy that one. Anyway. There's Mummy 2 and The Return of the Mummy. Yeah, The Return of the the Mummy. The Mummy's Brother. Lots of mummies in this world. In 1894, in sport, the United States... Golf Association is formed in New in New York, USGA. Mm-hmm. New York, yeah, Gary. New York. Yep. Uh, famous birthdays. Diocetian. Who? Diocetian. Roman guy. He was a Roman emperor. Okay. If you look at the word D I O. C I E T I A N looks like dietitian. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe he was a dietitian. Well, he was born in 2042 and lived till AD and lived till 311. That's quite long for those days. Mm. Couldn't, um, couldn't be AD. Famous, well. 2042. Yeah. We haven't got there yet. 200. Common era. Two hundred and forty-two. Two hundred and forty-two. Two forty-two. Roger yeah. the second had his birthday yeah. today. Oh yeah. Who's Roger the second? He's the, the son count. of Ro- he's the son of Roger the first. He was a count. Like Roger the second is Roger inherited the territory of Sicily. He was the king mm. of Sicily. Yeah, I call him a count. Yes. If you delete the O in count, what do you get? Don't Roger. say it. Now you can say it. We've already played the disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, Frank Kellogg. Frank Kellogg. He must have been invented the cornflakes. Yeah, you know how that all happened. It was a mistake. He uh, he left uh, this mixture or whatever it was overnight, and when he came uh, to get it the next morning, 
it uh, it turned uh, into uh, what today we've got is coloured cornflakes. He was born in 1856, died in 1937. And the last famous birthday today is Giacomo Puccini. Oh, yeah. Puccini. An Italian uh, opera composer, wasn't he? He was. A singer as well, or not? I think oh, uh, he probably hummed in the shower. Mm. Mm. 1858 to 1924. Puccini. La Bombe, he was famous for. Gary, you know that opera? La, La Bohème. La, La Bohème. Bohème. Right. And Tosca. Uh, He's gone for a Tosca. <laughs> yeah. Toscas were good. They're no longer around. Roundtree's Tosca. Yeah. Oh, I get, that was a biscuit and a half. Eh? That's it. Okay, celebrity birthdays. Morris Gibb. Oh, famous. Oh, One the, of the uh, Gibb BGs. brothers. Oh, yeah, four of them. There was four. You know and that? Robin Gibb. Born on this day. Robin as well, huh? Okay. Yeah, they were Morris twins. Morris was born yeah. in 1949. Well, Morris is the only one left, yeah, of the four boys. Andy passed away in his 30s, I think, early 30s, Andy Gipp. And there's a sister, uh, uh, still, one or two sisters, still alive in Queensland. Uh, Morris Gibb died in 2003. Mm-hmm. Robin Gibb died in 2012. Mm-hmm. Morris Gibb was married the first time to Lulu, that great uh, oh. British singer, To Serve With Love. To Serve With Love, one of my favourite movies. She's a good singer and a good yes. sort, Lulu. Yes. 61, years of, 61 years old today is Ralph Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes, I think they call him, the English actor. Ralph Fiennes, yes, heard and of him. D-Baby, Da-Baby, D-A-B-A-B-Y, He's 32 today, the baby. The baby's got a lot of necklace. I, re- I remember we went on a school, I don't know why, but we ended up going to see To Serve With Love. And uh, when Lulu appeared on the screen, I was only a young kid at school, I suddenly realised that I had hormones. <laughs> oh, there you go, Moisha. Yeah. The baby. Yeah. His full name is Jonathan Lindale Kirk. Why was he called the baby? Well, I don't know. Suck, uh, sucked uh, his thumb, or he walked around known, with a dummy in his mouth. Professionally known as the baby, and previously as Baby Jesus. Right. Dear idea. Uh, <sighs> rapper and singer-songwriter, and he's American. Who else have we got today? They've got unusual names, those rappers. Snoopy Dog. Yeah, Snoop Dog, oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Fun fact about today. Now, I don't know why it's a fun fact, but this website yep. says fun fact. The execution of Russian writer Fedor Dostoevsky by firing squad is called off at the last second on this day in 1849. Right. They didn't think he was worthy of bullets. Yeah. Why'd they call it off? I don't know why. He most probably pleaded. Wouldn't have been too much fun it's, for Dostoevsky. He says, I'll give you a million bucks each not to shoot me. Yes. So they laid down their rifles. Oh, here's an Australian connection with history in 1882. Mm-hmm. Uh, soprano Nellie Melba, 21, weds Charles Nesbitt, Frederick Armstrong in Brisbane. Right. And they separated in 1883. So have you know. been to her house there on the corner? You go through Cold Stream and then Yaradine. up the hill, mm. and uh, very nice mansion there where she lived. Mm. 
Dime, no, I haven't been ne- in a Dime big Nelly. pass a couple of times. Yep. Are we not interested in Alexander Fleming? Alexander Fleming. He something invented... He, uh, uh, one was, of the was a penicillin? penicillin or something like that. I think that. penicillin moisture, yeah. yeah. That was also a mistake. He left some something that turned mouldy mm. on the windowsill and he came the next morning and, <laughs> today, an and, and now we've got penicillin. In a Scottish physician and microbiologist yes. yeah. for discovery of penicillin. Yes, it's amazing how many great things came to being as a result of, pe- of, of a mistake mm. and I am actually an example of that. You're a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, great, I'm, a, I'm a great thing. Maybe I was a mistake. Yeah, Most probably I was. Never asked, I never asked me mum. Well, was, I, du- was I a mistake or not? The inventor of the pneumatic tyre, Dunlop, was invented his uh, his rubber he was tire. Blo- he was <laughs> he was blowing up a rubber. No. <laughs> he ended up with a tyre. Organised tyre. Ended up with a tyre. Well, he, oh, he was embarrassed goodness. by his experiments with rubber to make it soft. Right. As soon as it became cured, it went right. hard. Right. So someone came, he was playing around with it in his kitchen and someone came around and so, so as not to be embarrassed, he shoved the Vulcan, the rubber, into the oven and right. it, it cured it. And it blew, blew up. No, it didn't became a tyre. It became a soft tyre. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't get the tyre out of the oven. <laughs> well, that was an It exploded. In the oven. He had a job cleaning that Patrick oven. Beatrix Potter was, uh, died on this day in 1943. Who? Beatrix Potter. Oh, Beatrix oh, Potter. Yeah, famous. She um, wrote the book uh, Peter the Peter the Rabbit or, or something. Yep, I think you're correct. Yeah. Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit. Nutkin, yeah. And Miss yeah, Beatrix Winkle. Potter. Beatrix. And she was English. Mm. Another Englishman Gary will mention... Benjamin Disraeli. Ah, yes, yes, Prime Minister. First Jewish PM of the of the United Kingdom, yeah, he was, and he had a birthday yesterday. He was born in 1804. Not sure when he died, Gary. Sometime after 1804. <laughs> <laughs> Most probably. And, uh, uh, and who else have we got? Lucy Burns. Lucy Burns. She's an American suff- suffragist. Right, she handcuffed herself to the railings. It was a time during her time in England. She became interested in the suffragist movement, suffragette movement, would be better off to say. After which, she dedicated herself, body and mind, to the struggle to secure the vote for women. Right, enduring several arrests and hunger strikes while in prison. Right. Uh, Chico Mendes, we mentioned him last week. Chico Mendes, who was he? He invented the Chico role. He was an artist, I think. Right. 1944 to 1988, Chico Mendes was, oh no, he was a Brazilian environmentalist who was assassinated. Right. Why would you assassinate a Brazilian environmentalist? Because he was... um, Causing problems. Causing problems for those chopping down the tree. Ah, right. Those 
Uh, Samuel Beckett, 1906 to 1989. I think he's a playwright. Mm -hmm. Samuel Barclay Beckett, Irish playwright and novelist and poet. One of the most influential and widely discussed avant-garde writers of the 20th century. One of his most famous plays, Waiting for Godot, Endgame and Happy Days. I wonder if that's got to do with Henry Winkler. Mm. And lucky last is Joe Cocker who died. Oh, Joe Cocker, yeah. Died on this day in 2014. He had a gravelly voice. Yeah, yeah. He liked a bit of the old whiskey on stage. I never forget once he tried to uh, achieve a high note and it didn't quite work. (laughs) And he had to finish off very quickly and he exited stage left. (laughs) I saw him on stage in Melbourne several years ago. Right. One of his best songs, with a little help from my friends. With the you know, he did the, the the slower version yeah, yeah, that yeah. the Beatles. Did. Yeah, yeah. He had a good, had a good career. Joe Cocker. J Air FM. Enjoy listening to J Air. Support us and become a member by visiting our website j aircomau and now we'll have a little bit of On This Day in Judaism. Oh, yeah, got some interesting okay. ones for the, Mendel. The, the 10th of Tavis. And also on this day in the year 1066. 1066, I'm that's a very famous year. The Granada Massacre took place as a Muslim mob. They massacred 4,000 Jews throughout the city. Would oh, you believe? Goodness. Ah, on this day as well. 1066. Well, I think you can pick any day in the in history, mm. and there's been some sort of a massacre. Some say, Moisha, yeah. that figure that I quoted is is in dispute. Some say there was 1,500 Jewish families murdered. Listen, so that would add one, to one more. Jew. One is, exactly. is, is too many. And most prominent of the victims was Rabbi Yosef Halevi. He was uh, Ibn. Nagdel, the son of Rabbi Shmuel Hanagid, the famous Talmudic scholar and vizier to King uh, Habas and his uh, successor. So, uh, yeah, very sad day. Also on this day, Moshe, in the year 479 BC, before the Common Era, Esther appears before Ahasuerosh for the first time and is chosen by him to be the queen. Right. Did you know that? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for Shabbos, tomorrow the 11th of Tavis, uh, we'll look at a bit of history. In the year 1668, Jews were expelled from Vienna, Austria, during the reign of Holy Roman Emperor Leopold I. Right. We're expelled everywhere. Of the, course. The wandering Jew, they call yeah. us. Um, let's have a look at some other history. The 9th of Tavis yesterday was the Yorotzite of Ezra the scribe. Yep, correct. And according to another source, there's always a debate here that he actually died on the on the 10th of Tavis. Yes. And um, we'll just tell the listeners again about the fast day which uh, 
recording an event some two and a half thousand years ago in remembrance of the siege of Jerusalem by the Babylonian army which started on that day and uh, just interesting to note that it can never occur on Shabbos the 10th of Tavis it's uh, planned that way on that tragic day the prophet uh, Yeheskel Moshe that you mentioned he received a divine prophecy that instructed him to record that day and the calamity that occurred on it, which would be observed as a fast day after the destruction of the, the Beis Amikdash. And according to the prophecy of Zechariah, the four fast days connected with the destruction of the Beis Amikdash will, with the coming of Mashiach, become days of joy and rejoicing and festivity for the Jewish people. Whoopee! Uh, another event we'll commemorate tonight with Shabbos coming in the 11th of Tavis in the year 5258, the Jewish year, which is the secular year 1498. A great miracle happened in the city of Lindenburg when the roof of the great synagogue collapsed over a crowded congregation and nobody got hurt. There you go. A mess. On the same day of the month in the year 1669, the Jewish year 5429, the German emperor signed a decree to expel the Jews of Vienna and all of Austria. So that's basically what I said in that first item. And uh, got any more to add, Moshe, for the 10th of Tavis, Aserah Tavis? Well, um, if we've got uh, a couple of minutes, uh, let's uh, do Aserah Tavis. Yep. Now, Aserah means... Uh, Tenth, ten, right? Correct. Comes from Eser, the number ten. Yep. The tenth of Tavis marks the onset yes. of the siege of Jerusalem, as you said, by King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylonia, and the beginning of the battle that ultimately destroyed Jerusalem and the Temple of Solomon and sent the Jews into the seventy-year Babylonian exile. The date of the tenth of Tavis is recorded for us by the prophet Yechaskel, that's yep. Ezekiel, yep. who himself was already in Babylonia as part of the first group of Jews exiled there by Nebuchadnezzar 11 years earlier. You know that there was an exile 11 years mm-hmm. before uh, than the actual destruction of the temple in Jerusalem itself. The temple of Tavis is viewed as such a severe an important fast day, you said it was a minor fast, but actually it's a very severe and important fast day that it is observed even if it falls on a Friday, while our other fast days are so arranged by calendar adjustments as to never fall on a Friday so as not to interfere with Shabbat preparations. However, there are other commemorative days that fall immediately before the 10th of Tavis, and their memory is being incorporated in the fast day of the 10th of Tavis as well. On the 8th of Tavis, King Ptolemy of Egypt, for 70, they say sometimes uh, 72, but for 70 Jewish scholars to gather and translate the Hebrew Bible into Greek, even though the Talmud relates to us that this project was blessed with a miracle, that is, the 70 scholars were all placed in separate cubicles, and yet they all came up with the same translation, the view of the rabbis of the time towards this project was decidedly negative. Mm. The Talmud records that when this translation became public, darkness descended on the world. 
Um, the ninth day of Tavis, as you mentioned, uh, Mendel, is held to be the day of the death of Ezra the scribe. Correct. This great Jew is comparable to Moses, mm. to Moshe Rabbeinu, in the eyes of the Talmud. If the Torah had not been granted through Moses, it would have been granted to Israel through Ezra. Mm. Ezra led the return of the Jews to Jerusalem from the Babylonian exile, etc., etc., etc. Moshe, I mentioned that that yeah. 10 is a number of great power. Uh, Yom Kippur is on the 10th day of Tishrei. God gave us the Seres Hadibros, the Ten Commandments, and the Torah mentions nine times that the Jews sang to Hashem, and the tenth, the tenth song will be sung with the coming of Moshiach. And we must harness this uh, additional power to fulfill the service of Tavis, which is related to the word Tov. In Ivrit, which means good from all these calamities, there will be goodness, and uh, which is to transform the darkness into light. Correct. In in here, the worldwide, and and most importantly, in the tunnels of Gaza. That's it. Get uh, the hostages free. The hundred and twenty. There would have been normally three fast days in a row. Uh, which would have seen a lot of uh, Yidden uh, complaining about uh, three fast days in a row. So uh, the fast that would have been on the 8th and 9th, uh, they were combined with the 10th, and so we only fast the one Moshe, day. Moshe, I think next year we should add a fifth fast day for the October 7 massacre. And I've spoken to a few local Rabbonim, they said it's a very good idea, at least from sunrise to sunset each year to commemorate, in our times, the atrocities by Hamas, the yes, yearly well, fast day. Well, if we were to commemorate all the atrocities mm. against the Jewish people, <laughs> well. Mendel, we'd never eat, we'd never have gefilte <laughs> fish or chicken soup with lakshin. Gary, will you allow me some time before Twadden to we talk will about always uh, allow you. our? Uh, well, we've only got a few minutes left before. What are you going to talk Franco about? Franco Cozzo. Oh, Franco yeah. Cozzo, go for it. We'll have uh, five minutes, Gary. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, let's he go. Sold, he sold Mabel. Mabel Jewish word for furniture. In, in, I think in Italian it's mobilia. Mobilia. Right, so it's related. Yeah. yeah, as we saw on the news this week, uh, uh, Franco Cozzo uh, passed away, the great uh, yes. <laughs> Australian icon. I think he was 87. Right. He was um, born in 1936, yeah, 87, in a village in Sicily. And... Uh, he actually came to Australia as a 20-year-old. He lost his uh, a young sister who was only 12 in, in, in their hometown in a village in Sicily from a heart attack. She passed away. Yeah. And uh, okay. the family were very involved with uh, buying and selling horses. And Franco Cozzo hated it. They, they made him work from a young age, you know, grooming and cleaning out the stables. So he said, enough is enough. I'm coming out muck, to Australia. Muck, mucking out the stables. <laughs> I'm coming out here. And he arrived in Melbourne in 1956 on his own. And a year later, he married. And uh, there is a Yiddish connection as I go through the story and um, you'll be able to help me with some You're of this. You're not going to tell me that he had a mezuzah <laughs> on the shop, shop door. No, not quite. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, he became a sales agent uh, for a lot of the uh, Italian cars, you know, the Fiat's and that. 
Right. As well as being a furniture salesman, which he started as a door-to-door in those times. Right. And uh, he also became a sales agent for Flinkiers of Footscray. Ah, This is the Yiddish connection. Flinkier Motors. Yeah. Now I I bought my first car from Flinkier Motors. You told me you think Max Max Flinkier. Well, I've got a different name. You told me at one stage they were Bialystoker. Yes, they were Bialystoker. Yeah, and um, they were, in 1948, the biggest importer of American cars in Australia at the time. And Joe and Glenda Flinkier, uh, Joe's father started the business. Right. Their son, Jamie ran it up until 2012. You mentioned another couple. That must be the Mishpacha who were involved that you bought your first car from. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, Franco Cazzo worked as a sales agent there for a while. There was a a, a landmark uh, over there on the corner of Dinan Road and Kensington Road. Flinky is the Footscray. They later moved around. Uh, They sold those big American tanks, Dodgers, Phoenix, Judy Bakers, and... uh, yeah, he started with them as a sales agent. He was, uh, he had the gift of the gab. Yes, at a time. Remember. You remember the ads on television? Oh, do I Comprate remember them? De Franco Cozzo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Franco Cozzo. Grand sale, grand sale. Grand <laughs> yes, sale, yeah. grand sale. You know where he picked up this to have where television commercials would help the business from Kevin Dennis. He was one of the yeah, the leaders Kevin in Dennis. that generation. Yes, and. Uh, there was others like uh, the Swagman used to advertise a hell of a lot, but Franco Cozzo dominated the advertising scene there. Um, he opened his uh, own shop. He got frustrated doing door-to-door sales. He opened his first shop in North Melbourne, North Melbourne, yes. and then Footscray. He had a third shop later, as I mentioned at the start of the show, in Brunswick. And... I don't know if you remember, guys. He he actually did the ads in three languages. He did it in Italian, English, and Greek. He really? he threw a gre- bit of Greek in okay. there. And here's a little bit about his family. Uh, he married twice. From the first marriage, he had six daughters and one son. From the second marriage, he had another three daughters. So he ended up with uh, ten kids, nine girls. Uh, He wanted a soccer team, Gary. Nine girls and one boy. Nine plus one. Um, The first wife they divorced, and she got the North Melbourne uh, geschäft, the business. Then, after divorcing her. He met a 20-year-old uh, lady who worked in his office, yeah, 20 did. years younger than him, yeah, and he, they, they, they tied the knot. They, and uh, you got, uh, got, got 20 seconds. I know. No, you got a bit more. No, 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 no. Uh, a lot of controversy in their family with the only boy got involved with uh, drug trafficking, uh, oh. Gary, about four years ago, oh. and I think he went to jail. Oh. And they, and they, they, at one stage they said Franco Cozzo was linked to the drug uh, dealing. It was a front for his furniture business, but he denied it all along. Um, they even made a record about him, a guy called Tony Carusio, who was a well-known musician, he used to play at a lot of the Jewish weddings in, uh, in the wedding bands. He he produced a hit about Franco Cozzo. Came and uh, was on the hit parade. Uh, that's a little bit of a background for the late uh, Franco Cozzo Valet to him from everybody here at 10K Radius. And the property, that famous uh, land site, recently sold for 
7 million, that Footscray site. He knocked back offers of 5 and 6 a few years ago. And uh, he ended up with stock worth about five. Quickly, religion and state, or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune into Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or find it on demand on the JR website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. You are listening to J Air, 88 FM. This is the second hour of 10K Radius, brought to you by MGM Productions. We broadcast every Friday at noon, 10 o'clock till noon I mean. But next two weeks we're off air, we're having a little break over the Kratzmach New Year period. We'll be back on the 12th of January. At 10am sharp. Mendel, put that into your electronic uh, digital uh, calendar. Yeah, Gary mentioned that we may have a new format next year, Gary. We're really? working on it, aren't we, Gary? Well, we're discussing a new format. Mm-hmm. Right. We? we are. We're going to go bigger and better in the leap year, 2024. We're going right. to wear bow ties the, in the studio. The oh. year of the Olympics. It's going yes, to be a big that's one. That's right. And Carlton, <laughs> Blues, yeah, maybe. Carlton, the Blues, Can't maybe a premiership coming up. Right at the moment, it's 21.2 in Melbourne, heading for a top of 24. Gary, can you give me an update on the the bushfires in WA, in Parkerville area? No. No? Can't help me. Tragic, you know, yes. and you've got the floods up north, north Queensland. Floods and fires. Mm. All starting with F. Well, our program starts with F. Fun and frivolity for frippery. Frabrengen. Frabrengen. And Freilich Kate. Freilich Kate. What else can we add? Uh, well, as I said, it's 21.2, heading for a top of 24. East south easterly winds at 11 kilometres an hour. Hasn't been any change in the forecast for tomorrow. Shabbos is expecting 25 and sunny. And at the moment it's 11.02 and we're about to launch into Twatham. Yes, which means the world according to... Maishi. Me. Me. Maishi Morris. Yes. Let's play the well-known theme song. It's... One. It's Good News Week, 
Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere Contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky It's good news week Someone's found a way to give the rotting dead A will to live, go on and never die Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's one that rains? What's the weather like today? Well, another, uh, another week has gone by um, and we know all the news uh, from the Middle East, um, the uh, deployment of the IDF into Gaza, etc., etc., etc. But I thought that uh, what we would do today is, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to start off by, you know, the last few twatums in the last few weeks, I've uh, named shamed and blamed another uh, a number of individuals and so forth uh, and I'm just going to focus at the beginning of uh, this week's Swatham on two organisations that really have through their actions uh, discredited themselves uh, uh, incredibly so uh, and these are uh, international organisations and I think on top of the list must surely be the United Nations. I mean, what a bunda hilarious these uh, people uh, who run this organisation. And, uh, of course, the Israeli ambassador has uh, actually called for the resignation of the secu- security uh, of the, sorry, of the Secretary General, uh, Guterres. And... Uh, I think there was even a call to disband the whole United Nations. And it's not the United Nations in its totality, but some of the uh, what you might call departments, such as UNRWA and uh, even UNESCO now, is being thrown into the mix as uh, blatantly anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist, anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, anti-this, anti-that. And... Uh, we had the Israeli president, Yitzhak Herzog, coming out this week and mentioning that if it wasn't for the absolute uh, disgusting behaviour of the United Nations in uh, the distribution of humanitarian aid in Gaza, because a lot of the humanitarian aid has uh, ended up in UNRWA facilities, and they haven't distributed the, uh, the aid. They've actually kept them and locked them up. I don't know why, but there you go. That's UNRWA. And some of the aid has actually, well, not so much now, but initially was um, taken by Hamas and used by Hamas. So uh, Herzog is absolutely correct. He said that uh, if it wasn't for the United Nations, um, three times the amount of aid would have gone through and would have gone directly to the people who need it, which are the Gazans themselves. And, of course, the other international uh, organisation that uh, really needs to be um, vilified is the Red Cross. Now, the Red Cross is supposed to be there for humanitarian reasons, and uh, they have been despicable over a number of years and decades in their um, cooperation, collaboration and so forth with uh, Israel and Magen David Adom, etc., etc., they have treated um, 
Israel absolutely horrendously and uh, there's been a lot of condemnation and there's even been letters and statements issued to the Red Cross, to the head of the Red Cross, in regards to all of this. So I just wanted to mention that these two organisations, the United Nations and the Red Cross, damn both of them, as far as I'm concerned. Now, um, this all, because if we now uh, focus on Australia... Um, and I haven't focused on Australia in the last few twelfths because of the whole situation in the Middle East. But we've had uh, a number of councils here in Melbourne who have voted in favour of boycotting companies with Israeli links. We've had the inner city Darabin Council. Um, in fact, Caulfield MP David Southwick said approximately 10 councils have passed similar motions too. Darabin Council in the last week. Ten councils, Mendel. It's an absolute disgrace. They're actually going out and they're putting on stickers mm. on products in supermarkets. Yes, they came to Elstonwick a few yeah, weeks Coles ago. Yeah, Coles and Woolworths and uh, yes, well, whoever else. Absolutely. And, um, you know, as David Southwick said, in recent weeks we've seen Jewish businesses branded with Star of David boycott stickers reminiscent of the Juden boycott in 1930s Germany. I mean, where are we heading with all of this? We know what happened in Germany, in uh, Europe. Um, are we heading in the same direction? It's a, it's a shocking situation. In fact... Um, we, we've seen, of course, unprecedented levels of anti-Semitism in Australia, in fact, all over the world. Uh, so uh, there's a report that's come out that the recent spike in anti-Semitism in Australia is among the highest in the world, the highest in the world, with a number of reported incidences in October and November representing a 738% increase on the same period last year. This is from a report from the Executive Council of Australian Jewry. Um, Gillian Siegel, the immediate past president of the ECAJ, uh, called on federal and state governments to show leadership, adopt a national anti-Semitism education campaign around the country. Now, we've seen the federal government and state governments legislate uh, various uh, scenarios in regards to anti-Semitism, the Nazi salute, um, swastikas, all this sort of stuff. But we've also seen a lot of demonstrations, parades, pro-Palestinian, anti-Semitic, and the police uh, standing there. They haven't been enforcing the law. I mean, this is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Fortunately, we have a couple, a couple that are supporting Israel in the right way. And Kolakavor Toscomo, the former uh, Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, who, along with his former UK counterpart, Boris Johnston, uh, they addressed a UIA major donors' lunch in Sydney last Thursday. And also, Morrison was in Israel recently. Yeah, following a trip to Israel last month. And at the yeah. moment, Morrison, yeah. don't let me interrupt you, excuse me if I'm saying, yeah, at the moment, fine. in Israel, you've got Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld has been <laughs> there. He's there now, yeah. speaking to the uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. And, and uh, 
Where is Alba? He he needs to go over there. That's right. That's the question. So he said that since October the 7th, it's as though a fog, a fog has come down in the minds of millions of otherwise sensible people, normally rational, decent human beings. But they're just gone completely illogical and irrational. And he says it's as though these supposedly rational, decent human beings have lost all moral compass. That's what uh, ScoMo said. And uh, we... Uh, and. And he said that the emergence of anti-Semitism into the mainstream proves in my mind one thing absolutely beyond doubt, that the Jewish people must have a homeland where they can be free from persecution. And now more than ever, Israel must exist to succeed, must thrive and must be able to protect and defend itself. Kol HaKavod to ScoMo. And of course, the other one is... uh, the former Prime Minister of Australia, Johnny Gorton, who is uh, absolutely... Gordon, uh, not John Gorton. Who? Howard. Howard. Sorry. Ha- sorry, Johnny, Howard. Johnny Johnny. Little Johnny. Yes. He's called Little Johnny. Well, you could call him John Gorton, couldn't you? Johnny Gorton. No, John Howard. Yeah. John Gorton's not, not with us anymore. Yes, you're right. So uh, there you go. Uh Yes, um, John Howard. John Howard um, is also very much uh, behind Israel and uh, supports their action uh, in Gaza. Um, and uh, uh, at least we have some sensible, rational uh, former prime ministers and so forth uh, supporting our cause. Um, now, of course, uh, we've also had situations where we've had these clerics these uh, imams getting up and uh, it's, I mean just disgustingly their sermons um, they uh, they they've been absolutely uh, oh, what can what what can you say it, it, it's just espousing filth and uh, there was uh, going to be action taken by uh, the relevant authorities against them, but uh, both the New South Wales and Australian Federal Police have closed their investigations into these sermons, and they've um, the uh, and they have uh, decided that there's uh, been no serious uh, wrongdoing by these uh, clerics uh, within the laws of our country. So, uh, Mendel, you can say whatever you want in public um, and calling on uh, the uh, death, destruction of uh, Jews and uh, Zionists and uh, Israel and the like, and uh, that's all okay. So uh, what sort of a country are we living in? Um, Let's go uh, further into uh, what else is happening in Australia. Um, of course, we had. Uh, let's have a look. I'll just um, play a promo while you look. Yeah, please it. do. Enjoy listening to Jay Air. Support us and become a member by visiting our website j-air.com.au. We're always looking for people with an interest in radio. 
either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. Head to our website at j-air.com.au. Follow the Get Involved link and click on Become a Volunteer Now. Also, we had internationally um, South Africa, um, another country that is uh, very much uh, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, anti-Zionist. So uh, now they've come out, the South African government, and they say that anyone that is fighting for Israel in Gaza could face prosecution at home, um, and um, they've denounced the conflict as a genocide, and um, uh, they did not specify how many South Africans are thought to have enlisted in the IDF, um, but uh, they say that the State Security Agency of South Africa was tracking them down, and... uh, We've had uh, well, the, the state security organisation is called in South Africa, Boss. Boss. B-O-W-S. Right there you go, and we've had uh, representative of the Palestinians in South Africa, um, and uh, South Africa has also officially called on the International Criminal Court to investigate what uh, the. Uh, President of South Africa, Ramaphosa, has called Israel's war crimes in Gaza. So there you go, that's uh, South Africa. Uh, going on to another. Uh, How come re- they never mentioned Hamas's war crimes in the same sense? No, no, because uh, Hamas uh, doesn't commit war crimes. Oh. You see, that's, that's the difference. Um, going into Israel itself. Now, do you know if there was an election today in Israel? You know who would be the Prime Minister? I'll have a guess. And the largest party? Benny, Benny Gantz. Benny Gantz, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so according to a Channel 12 poll that was just conducted, um, the, co- the current coalition would only now muster just 44 Knesset seats compared to the 64 they won in November 2022. And... Uh, you know, f- um, for example, Religious Zionism Party of Finance Minister Vetsalel Smotrich, they would fail to make it back, in, back into the Knesset. So Gunz's National Unity Party would soar to 37 seats from its current 12, while Netanyahu's Likud would crash to 18 from its current 32. Yeshatid uh, would also go down from 24 to 15, the ultra-Orthodox Shas and United Torah Judaism, they always maintain their uh, their current 11 and 7 seats respectively. So that's a combined total of 18. Otsma um, Yehudit, that's uh, Ben Gavir's party, they'd win 8, down from 14. Um, and uh, they reckon that if Naftali Bennett and the former Mossad chief Yossi Cohen and the chief of sta- uh, former Deputy Chief of Staff, Yair Golan, mustered a party, they would take a huge uh, number of seats in, uh, in the Knesset. And uh, there you go. It would be a complete uh, o- overhaul of uh, who would be uh, running the, the show. And, uh, of course, look, Benny Gantz, he sort of sits in the middle. 
He's a centrist uh, type of guy. Um, he uh, has uh, right-leaning sometimes. He has left-leanings at other times. Um, he seems to have a, uh, a, a mediatory type of uh, personality, and maybe he's the one that should be uh, taking over from Netanyahu and uh, leading the country. But there's still a ways to go before the next election, so... Uh, they say that a day in politics is a long time and who knows what will ultimately happen. Um, let's go and have a look at a few other interesting scenarios. Now, um, we've had... Uh, there's been a, uh, a Eurovision uh, candidate uh, for that contest um, Appointed by, uh, it seems that the BBC appoints the candidate or at least reports the appointment of the candidate. She has come out virulently anti-Semitic and there's been a whole hullabaloo in, uh, in, in the United Kingdom and Britain and England against this candidate. I don't have the name of the woman, but um, whether she actually makes it to Eurovision or not is a uh, another... Uh, Another uh, thing, the Lincoln Memorial in America was uh, daubed with uh, pro-Palestinian uh, slogans, which is disgusting. Um, the, um, do you know that the uh, Times of Israel, which is a major, major media outlet for not only Israelis but us here in the, uh, in the Galut, outside of uh, in the diaspora, uh, I read it, uh, and I'm sure that many others do as well here in Australia. Um, that has, in the last two months, had the greatest increase of uh, digital internet reading of any media outlet in the world. It's quite amazing that people are really are very, very much interested in uh, what's going on in the Middle East. And uh, they're uh, going on to the Times of Israel to have a look at uh, what uh, all of that is about. Um, now, uh, what else can I tell you? What about this, uh, this guy in Turkey, the politician who castigated Israel? Um, during a, a, you know, a speech uh, in the parliament, in the Turkish parliament, what they call the Grand National Assembly... Uh, he spoke for about 20 minutes uh, and then he collapsed and he had a heart attack and he was rushed to a hospital. His name is Hassan Bitmez, 53, member of the Turkish parliament, and uh, he's just died. So uh, there you go. You've got to be careful um, when you uh, call uh, Israel murderers and... Uh, and uh, you uh, rant about Israel's uh, supposed crimes, um, you're going to uh, end up uh, um, hurting yourself. And he's had a heart attack in the parliament and ended up dying in the hospital. Um, so that's uh, another scenario there. Moish, I, yeah. I read that somewhere there's about 1,000 Jews in Turkey. Well, would you want to live there? Well, we've got we've got the Hamas leader, uh, Hananya. He uh, actually is in Turkey at the moment, 
and uh, he's talking to the president uh, Erdogan uh, about the uh, situation. Sorry, Erdogan. Erdogan. Yeah. Erdogan. Like uh, that, that names from around that area with a G are usually pronounced with a Y. Right. Like Nick Kyrgios or Kyrgios. So uh, he's looking to Erdogan to uh, lead uh, in regards to uh, getting a, a ceasefire going, etc., uh, etc. Et but I, I read in the, uh, in the media that there's been rockets fired at Tel Aviv. Um, so obviously... Uh, the Hamasniks are still, uh, they're not really keen on a ceasefire. They want to actually uh, go right to the uh, to the death knock. Um, you know, the whole situation really is, and, uh, you know, we, 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 we're never going to, you know, they've cleared out. They reckon that in the last uh, week they've found something like 200 last week uh, since the beginning of December, they have found 240 tunnels. I mean, I don't know how many tunnels there are. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. That I, I doubt whether they'll find all of them and destroy all of them. And is it possible to actually eliminate Hamas completely? And the answer most probably is no. And as Rabbi Jonathan Sachs said, anti-Semitism, all of everything that's going on, is an evolving virus. It's something that you can't eradicate and it keeps growing and evolving. So the fact of the matter is, our whole history as Jews is dotted daily, not yearly, daily, by, by anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, anti-Zionist uh, rhetoric, uh, action, killings, oppressions, persecutions, um, displacements, whatever it is. But let me tell you one thing, that every time this happens, we come together. And by coming together, we remain strong, and in fact, we, we get stronger. And this is why we have survived for so many years, thousands and thousands of years. And as much as we read in the media the anti-Semitism and so forth, totally irrational, totally illogical, we can take comfort in the fact that regardless, we will remain as a beacon of light, as Hanukkah, the festival of light, we will continue to uh, be an example to the rest of the world and we will continue to uh, survive and uh, what can I say other than Am Yisrael Chai. A light among upon the nations. That's it. We should be. And don't forget, Moshe, the, uh, the tragic uh, statistics of 469 IDF uh, since the uh, October 7 have passed away, yep. defending the state and our survival. And uh, Bibi says he, he wants to eliminate Hamas, but as you just mentioned, the, the prisoners that they're holding are going to come up and repeat it, aren't they, Moshe? In, well, that's you what know. Unless you put a buffer 
They're saying now a one and a half kilometre buffer around the whole of Gaza. They'll still get through. You know. uh, thank you, Morris. Yeah. Thank you, Max. Let's have a little Jewish joke. Please. A rabbi was walking home from his temple and saw one of his good friends, a pious and learned man who could usually beat the rabbi in, a, in an argument. The rabbi started walking faster so he could catch up to his friend. When he was horrified to see him go into a Chinese restaurant, and not a kosher one at that. Standing at the door, he observed his friend talking to a waiter and gesturing at the menu. Short time later, the waiter reappeared carrying a platter full of spare ribs, shrimp in lobster sauce, crab rangoon, and other strafe that the rabbi could not bear to think about. As his friend picked up the chopsticks and began to eat his food, the rabbi burst in the restaurant and reproached his friend for he could not take it any longer. Morris! Morris, what are you doing in this joke? What is this you are doing? I saw you come into the restaurant, order this filth, and now you're eating it in violation of everything we are taught about the dietary laws and with an apparent enjoyment that does not befit your pious reputation. Morris replied, Rabbi, did you see me enter the restaurant? Rabbi nods, yes. Did you see me order this meal? Again, he nods, yes. Did you see the waiter bring me this food? Again, he nods, yes. And did you see me eat it? Again, he nods, yes. Then, Rabbi, I don't see the problem here. The entire thing was done under rabbinical supervision. Right. <laughs> boom, boom. Good. Boom, boom. Can we uh, just um, continue with um, a Twatton sort of uh, addition? Uh, I want to um, wish Kola Kavod all honour, all uh, esteem to uh, a number of uh, people. Uh, and in particular, um, there is a guy, a Jewish Australian tech entrepreneur called Anthony Goldblum. And uh, he's spearheading a campaign in the USA called Tick Toxic, which is a take on TikTok which aims to draw attention to disproportionate amount of pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel content on TikTok. And uh, he uh, and uh, he says there's uh, been a meaningful surge in anti-Semitic reporting and other uh, scenarios on TikTok. Uh, and TikTok, you know, has over one billion monthly users so it's not a small media <laughs> scenario and um, the amount of anti-semitism uh, and anti-israel views amongst particularly 18 to 20 year olds is extremely concerning um, and he wants to uh, take a, uh, a, a campaign to uh, to everyone and all um, and uh, target TikTok and he's calling it Tick Toxic. Also, a colour to more than a thousand Australian health professionals who have signed an open letter to the Red Cross calling for it to do more for the hostages in Gaza. And I mentioned the Red Cross before. And uh, this uh, letter... Uh, as I said, from more than a thousand Australian physicians and healthcare professionals, uh, has gone to the Australian Red Cross CEO, 
um, and uh, will hopefully be passed on to the International Red Cross where the letter is calling on the Red Cross to do its job. Taking innocent hostages is a war crime, they say, the sort of thing that the Red Cross is supposed to alleviate. So kola kavod to those Australian health professionals. Um, a kola kavod to Rabbi Roebuck. Rabbi Roebuck, um, he's now Gary taken Roebuck. a new role Yep, in Canberra. Right. Um, so he was the TBI's um, interim rabbi. rabbi. Yes. After the standing down of Rabbi Gersh Lazarel in late twenty mm. one, uh, and uh, he's he's now uh, going to um, he's now going to Canberra. He was originally with the North Shore Temple for Correct. many years, Temple and Emmanuel. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting him at a, unfortunately a lavaya yeah. a year or so ago. Very well spoken, uh, Mensch and. Uh, Kolakavod, that's good news. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, you've, when you mentioned Rabbi Gersh Lazarov, he is uh, building up a community in Buran Road the, known as the Stimmel, and they have uh, regular services and activities there. We'll g- try yes. and get him in the studio next yeah, year. That's near the, uh, the race course. All, exactly next yeah. to old trainers' residences. Yeah. I want to wish Kolakavod uh, to all the uh, the class of 23 VCE students who did so well. You know, so many of yes. them got 99.9, 99.85, uh, maybe one or two 99 points. What's the highest you can get? 99.95. No one gets 100. Um, even if you're entitled to 100, they yeah. won't give it exactly. to you. Who was our leading school this year? Bialik or uh, the uh, the leading school was Bialika Mount Scopus equal right equal second behind right. a school in Ballarat that has won that has been the leading school I think it was it's called Clarendon oh. um, and they've been the leading school for a couple of years now there you go. Uh, so kolak to all the VCAE students where they got ninety nine or uh, fifty point five. Um, everyone does according to their abilities and they should be uh, highly commended and I got 99 did you? out of a thousand right (laughs) okay also Kolakavod to the Jewish Changemaker Award recipients Uh, this is a uh, a JNF uh, I think it's a JNF uh, initiative it's called Top 36 Under 36 and uh, it's all of the uh, the shakers and movers, the young uh, guys and uh, and women that have made a difference. Uh, people that volunteer. Why didn't we uh, get an award? Most probably because we're not under thirty six. I'm double that. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. seventy two. Nearly there. So as well. there you go. Kolakavod to them. Uh, who else can we give kolakavod to? Um, We'll, oh, we'll give a uh, shout out to while you're looking for someone, Morris. Yeah. We'll give a shout out to Bait Raphael for their magnificent work. Their phone number is zero four two one four zero eight five double two. Don't forget they have hospital accommodation as well at uh, Monash uh, Clayton. Uh, Cabrini in Malvern, uh, the Alfred in Paran, and the Royal Children's in the uh, 
Royal Melbourne in North North Melbourne. In North Melbourne. Yep, a great organisation. They've been going about 11 years. Pat Raphael, Bikul Hulim, 0421-408-522. Now, uh, Maxwell, you've appeared again in the Jewish news because uh, Saturday uh, Shabbat in Ballarat. Emirate Hashem Morgan. Yes. yes. That is... uh, this, this Shabbos, correct? This Shabbos, Vayigash. The Ballarat Hebrew Congregation hosts its Onek Shabbat service at 10.30am with a kiddish to follow. If you want more information, ring the guy that's sitting to my left here, Max Lasky. Can I give out your uh, phone number? It's here in the Jewish News. With pleasure. Uh, 0418 That's 0418 Double three five double four five. Also, double four six, Moshe, and double four six as well. No, no, no. Oh four one eight. They've got double four five here. They've made a mistake. They've made a mistake. Yeah. No wonder you're not getting it. <laughs> no wonder you're yeah, not getting repeat it. Again. Ring, yeah. Zero four one eight yeah. double three five double four six. There you go. Jewish now, news. Talking of phone numbers, if anybody would like the phone number of Devir Abramovich, chairman of the B'nai B'rith Anti Defamation. Uh, legal counsel, whatever. I have that number. I won't give it out on air. Please ring my number that I've just given out and yeah. report any anti-Semitic incident around the town Absolutely. because people will be on holidays in in uh, Bayside resorts and wherever you are, and you see something Nishkusha or anything, we might, don't Absolutely. be a bystander. Report it. it to Devere. Yes, I've uh, rung up Devere on a number Good. of occasions and told him about. Things that I have seen. Good. Anyway, uh, just uh, a few things that are coming up uh, later on, uh, not this year, but next year in January. Raoul Wallenberg. Now, uh, we will do a skit on Raoul Wallenberg in time, and maybe when we come back. Every year, I've tried to go yep. along to their function at the St. Yep. Town Hall. Yep. Fantastic. And on Sunday, January the 14th, there's going to be a Bernay Brit function commemorating Raoul Wallenberg Day to honour the Swedish diplomat who led one of the most extensive and successful rescue efforts during the Nazi era. We'll go into that, as I said, later. Uh, also on February the 6th, volunteer info session. Uh, Courage to Care is hosting a volunteer information session for anyone interested in volunteering. And we will uh, obviously uh, um, remind you of that as well. And Sunday, February the 11th, this is an interesting one, uh, Gary and Mendel, International Umbrella Day. Now listen to this, listen to this. Celebrate International Umbrella Day on Sunday, February the 11th, at the former home and studio of Slava Horovitz Duldig, the inventor of the first modern foldable umbrella here in Melbourne. Did you know that? No. That a Jewish, I don't know whether Slava is a female or a male, but she or he, here in Melbourne, invented the first modern foldable umbrella. It most probably was because of raining on Shabbos. <laughs> you know, uh, you're not allowed to open up an umbrella, even with an A-roof. So, uh, you know, obviously if you had it open and then you saw the rabbi coming out of his house, quickly you were 
you folded it up and said, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. There you go. That's uh, Twatum, announcements, Kolakavod, Mendel. Over to you. What do you got there? Well, I've got some Yiddish and I've got some Chris Katzmach stuff to talk okay, about. Okay, go for it. Go for it. No, go for it. We'll play a little song. Play a song. Oh, have a pause. A refresh. Play a little song for me. This is Yaakov Shapiro with a medley. Okay. A medley of what I don't know. You're into Yaakov Shapiro. Well, we've had a couple today. Yeah, we have. Here we go. Singing Kinder Lachazemedlzusammen, Chiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribiribirib
Eartha Kitt sang a song called Santa Baby. That was written by Gene Javits and Philip Springer. Maybe related to Jerry. I don't think so, though. You know that one, Santa Baby? Less known. The Americans like that one. The Christmas song, Mel Torme, Yiddish boy, and he sang that together with Judy Garland. Made a big hit of that one. Right. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams, etc. You know that big song? Gary? Yeah, yeah, that was written oh. by Rabbi Akiva after he'd been away for 20 years in <laughs> the yeshiva. Oh, I've got it. It was written by Kim Gannon and Walter Kent. Right. Silver Bells. Silver Bells. That's number six. That was recorded by the Supremes amongst thousands of other peoples. Written by Joy Livingston and Ray Evans. Number seven, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, famous, famous song. Sung by, do you know who was one of the singers of it? Gene Autry. Of Gene Autry. Yeah. Right. Written by Johnny Marks. Kolakavod to him. I don't think he's still alive. And Winter Wonderland is my eighth one. Uh, Dean Martin did a good version. Elvis does a good version. Written by Felix Bernard and Richard B. Smith. There you go. There's a couple of others, but I can't uh, recall them. There's ten that they list, but they're the eight main ones. Right. Keep that in mind, everybody out Great. there. Christmas and you call him Yoshka, don't you? Gary? We call him Yoshka. I call yeah. him Jesus, the Polish uh, right. uh, translation. Right. And uh, he was born in Bethlehem of some what two two thousand years plus in the reign of King Herod. In the, actually, in before the Common Era, in the, the sixth year before the Common Era. The question is, was he a miracle man, a healer or a preacher? But he was a, a, a simple carpenter, a Yiddish boy. Well, they boy. said that he uh, was able to do all of those miracles because yeah. he was walking past the Beit HaMikdash <laughs> one day and he heard the Kohen Godol utter God's name, the name that uh, no one knew or uttered. Yeah. And by knowing that name, he was able to uh, make uh, blind people see and... Uh, he was able to walk on water and all that sort of business. Yeah. But anyway. Yeshua ben Yosef, a Mitzri, That's he was right. known by, son of an unknown father and blessed Virgin Mary. We won't go into this because it's uh, it's not our thing, but just, just briefly. Um, and uh, what else can we say, Gary? What about Christmas presents? What about hey, them? What about them? I've, never, I, I've never ever got one. No, when you were in the workforce, you had to assimilate into their, uh, you know, you had to give out presents. But uh, the Torah warned Jews of pagan traditions. Long we, before. we always used to give a present to the bank manager. And to the... I wonder why. The, the dustman and the milkman in the Oh, uh, the days. beer. They've stopped that custom. Yeah, you're not allowed you're to You're not give. allowed to put a uh, exactly. beer on top of the rubbish bin. Anyway, the Torah warned Jews of pagan traditions long before Christianity was invented. Jeremiah, the prophet, warns us about the ways of other nations, in inverted commas, and uh, the, the delusions, you know, the false Mashiach and the Muslims believing in Muhammad as the second uh, coming. 
Let's but get off Christmas. Let's get out of it. Get on to the Yiddish. We'll get on to some fun Yiddish Vart Fatavach and test your Yiddish knowledge. Before that, we wünschen alle Zuhörer, Svenzen, Kai Radius, Agitke, Ben Schabes, alle sind gesinnt in Starik und Schulem in Israel. Steck nicht den Kopf zum Wolf in Maul aran. Steck nicht den Kopf. Dann stick your head zum Wolf in Maul aran. In the, in the mouth, inside the mouth. Of a wolf. Don't stick your head in uh, yeah, a wolf's yeah. mouth. Wolf's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Why not? First nicht. <laughs> Try it, you'll see, yeah. Gary. Mit der Löffel kann man dem Jam nicht ausschäppen. What am I talking about? Mit der Löffel. Yeah. With a spoon. Yes. Can man dem Jam. With the C, you can't Nicht ausschäppen. You can't uh, get, you know. Um, you can't empty the ocean yeah, with a spoon the, the level yeah. up. Yeah. Mit, mit ein, uh, we'll give you this one. A hund schickt man nicht in Jatke herein. In Jatke, Y-A-T-K-E, Jatke. You don't send a dog into Jatke. What's Jatke? Jatke is a butcher shop in some Yiddish circles. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't send a dog to a butcher shop. Lozerana Hase in Stieb kriegt der auf den Tisch. If you let in a, uh, well, a basically a, per, a pig, a, a pig yeah. into your home, he'll want the whole... Uh, he'll end up on your table. He'll end up on your table. <laughs> the funny expressions here, Gary. Yeah. All right. Okay. All about houses and wolves. A zig hot euch aboard und is fort nor a zig. A goat has a beard too and it's... Still just a goat. There you go. There you go. We'll give you one more to test your knowledge. Can't judge a goat by its colour, by its beard. A is a stick flesh mit zwei Eugen. He's a what piece is of it? meat with two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beauty. Uh, here's one for Franco Cosso. Es fällt ein Mabel in Dach, in Dachkammer. Es fällt... In Mabel in Dachkammer. You know what a Dachkammer is? No. It's an addict. There's right. no furniture in, in the his attic. Right. That's about it, Gary. Let's get on we'll to the Parsha, Mendel. We're running out of time. And we're going to talk about uh, the Vayigash. And he approached. I'll give you a tada for the Yiddish. Right. Vayigash, I love Yehuda. Who approached? Viomar bi Adoni. The opening words. Uh, Yehuda, Judah, went up to to him and he said, Please, my Lord, let your servant appeal to my Lord and do not be impatient with your servant, you who are the equal of Pharaoh. That's the basic translation. But it may, it, we will have a look at the, the Torah portion and what it's all about Moshe it's uh, the first uh, it talks about the uh, reuniting of the brothers and the whole family correct correct and 
We'll have a look at uh, how Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers and asked them to bring his father, Yaakov, down to Egypt. That's basically what it's about. But yeah. I'll just want to talk about um, it, what it describes in the Sedra, the, the reunion of father and son, Yaakov and Yosef. The, uh, the text says there, and he went, Yehuda, before him unto Joseph to show the way, which in Ivrit is Leherot, before him unto Goshen. And our sages explain Leherot as meaning to teach. Despite the hour of excitement and Jacob's burning desire to see Yosef, he first commissions Yehuda to go ahead and build a school of learning educational facilities for the family in the new and strange land. Thus, Jacob wanted Yehuda to go ahead and prepare an educational institution where he would teach Yiddishkeit to the future generations. Yosef, as we know, was the chief economic planner for Egypt and viceroy. He had a very responsible job and uh, we've got a couple of minutes to go. Jacob was... um, resolute in his determination to ensure Jewish survival through Horaah, the teaching, setting an example and living his Judaism. Thousands of years have passed since this incident, but the recipe for Jewish continuity remains the same. Jewish education is the key to our survival. And just a couple of little bits other to talk about, Moshe, before we throw it over to you. It talks about uh, then Yehuda drew near and said, My Lord, be Adoni. And the Hebrew word be Adoni may also be rendered, The Lord is within me. A Jew must always remember when he prepares himself to daven, to pray, that he has an actual part of God inside him, his Jewish soul, his neshama, on whose behalf he is communicating communing with his maker. Over to you, Rep. Okay, Moise. so look, the main message that I draw out of the Parshan, of course, every Parsha has got multiple messages, but I think that's what's uh, important for me out of this Parsha is the fact that um, Pharaoh said to uh, Joseph, bring your father, Yaakov, Jacob, from the land of Canaan, bring him to me, that is, bring him to Pharaoh. And Joseph said, and Joseph uh, said, no, his father was not going to come to Pharaoh, but rather he was coming to, he, to himself, to Joseph, indicating that when Jacob came to Egypt, he was not going to come and take on Egyptian culture, traditions, principles that he was going to keep to his faith, to his Jewish um, ancestry and heritage, and that he would remain as a Jew in the diaspora of Egypt. And what happened? Pharaoh took umbrage at that. And after a certain time period, where before... Joseph was always able to approach Pharaoh and talk to him, communicate with him, and it was like uh, a one-on-one situation. After that, Pharaoh said, no more. 
don't want to see you, I don't want to know about you, as far as I'm concerned, you don't exist anymore. And here we've got the perfect example in Jewish history. Jews are expelled from one country. They end up in other countries. They settle. They integrate. Hopefully not assimilate, but integrate. They take on the laws of that country as long as they're not contrary to Torah law. They work within the culture, the tradition. They become naturalised citizens of the countries where they reside. They develop those countries. They expand those countries. They build within those countries. And then after a while, those countries don't want to know us. And then after a further period, what do they do? They kick us out. And that's been the tradition. That's been the history. That's been the natural order of things throughout our existence. And here you see it. It's in the Torah. It's in this week's Sedra. Joseph was the vizier. He was number two to Pharaoh on the best terms. And after... Joseph had saved the country from famine, from starvation. He continued to administer and manage the country and develop the country. And after a while, what happened? He got discarded. And what happened? Eventually, we became slaves and we were told, get out of here. So this is what we've got to be mindful of. No matter how good the country is, and Australia has been a fantastic country for us Jews. Mendel, you're sticking your finger up at me. What do you want to say? uh, Just finish, and I'll briefly mention a shout-out. Okay. Well, go on. Uh, Don't forget the Yachay Kale 5784 at the uh, Kale Beta Talmud in Carlos Street, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, 9 a.m. Beautiful lectures to go along to. The first one is about... um, Questions from the recent war, and uh, Rabbi Abba Levine is speaking there, matters of life and death. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 9 a.m., and, the, and they get along to that. Yachakala at the Kolel Beth Talmud. Wonderful. So just to finish off, the Haftorah, it mentions that there, there were two sticks. One had the name of... Um, of uh, Judah and the other one had the name of Ephraim which uh, represents the ten northern tribes and uh, God uh, instructed that uh, ultimately those two sticks would come together we would be one nation and that we would uh, be united as Echad and when that happens obviously we will uh, be a strong uh, people and uh, will be representative of the fact that Am Yisrael Chai. This has been 10K Radius dedicated to the 6 million who cannot tell their story today. We'll be back on January the 12th, so have a good break. <laughs>